Live, I'm Graham Lynch. Welcome to the show. Today, we're going to take a look at a fascinating new initiative from Optus called Subhub. It's basically a platform where you can purchase, aggregate and manage a whole bunch of various third-party subscription products from the likes of Netflix and Amazon. We'll be catching up with Kelly Bayer-Rosmarin, the Optus CEO, to talk all about it. Also, Focus this week announced a new $100 million fiber cable. The Darwin-Jakarta-Singapore cable will deliver 40 terabits per second of internet capacity between Northern Australia and Asia when it's completed in 2023. We'll talk to CEO Kevin Russell. But first up, Theresa Corbyn has been an absolute uh, fixture in representing consumer interests in the Australian telecommunications industry for over a decade now. Basically, she's the go-to person if you want to hear perspectives on how the telecom sector is being viewed by consumers, and she's had a particular interest in vulnerable consumers. Anyway, this week, she announced that she's moving to Telstra to a brand new internal consumer advocacy role. She caught up with Simon Ducks this week, to talk all about it. Sure. So, well, I mean, obviously I've seen ACAN go from strength to strength, which has been very nice to, to see. And by that, I mean, you know, we've we've seen a whole new generation of consumer advocates come up since it was just a small organisation, CTN and CTEL, the, the small business one, and, and Teddy Core. Yeah. So now we've, we're, you know, having a much more unified approach to consumer advocacy and communications is definitely meant that there's a much um, more balanced um, approach to the different perspectives in the industry. Yep. So, you know, that's been great to see. And um, obviously there's been some, you know, big highlights like, um, you know, managing to bring Bill Shock down was a pretty big one. Yeah. Um, you know, getting rid of some of the misleading terms like capped. Yeah. <laughs> and zero dollars, you know, that was also... Yeah, it's small, but have a big impact. Absolutely. Um, you know, getting 1-800 calling from mobiles to be free, which was really significant because 1-800 numbers are, um, you know, provide access to some of the most important support services in Australia. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for the most vulnerable consumers. And we were getting bill shop from that as well. So, you know, changing international roaming, I mean, obviously – you always think about, as a consumer advocate, you're always thinking about the next battle and the next um, great thing that you want to deliver. But it is useful to sort of see that there have been some big improvements and um, over time. Um, I think we probably could do a little bit more in relation to affordability, but seeing all the things that were done last year um, when when COVID first hit to yeah. get people connected was was quite important, but there's obviously a lot more work that needs to be done there um, to make sure that everybody's adequately connected. And also seeing all the different programs that there are now in rural, regional, and remote. Yeah. That's, that's a really positive thing as well. And I guess one of the things that I feel the best about is um, all the improvements to accessibility that we've seen. You know, accessibility is far more mainstream than it used to be. You know, you used yeah. to have to ask for special equipment um, and you used to have to apply for it um, through through only one provider, whereas now a lot of those features are built into the smartphones. Yeah. Um, 
and now it's really the, the challenge is information. So getting the right information about accessibility out there. So this is why it was really great to get the funding from the NDIA for the accessible telecom service. And, and it was fantastic having the industry um, fund that this year directly. So, you know, definite, definitely a positive step forward for, um, you know, making sure that, uh, you know, you, whether you have a disability or not doesn't affect whether or not you can connect. So, I mean, that's, that's some of the things that I think have been really great to see and, and watch. So, yeah. And the, the one you uh, mentioned, uh, the latter one, uh, I've uh, seen direct impact on that of uh, a, uh, a very old friend uh, who migrated out to Australia and has macular degeneration and uh, uh, he was able to have a, a reasonably seamless um, uh, support uh, to get a lot of his uh, services up and running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. That's a, such a good story because, I mean, that, that's exactly it. So the, the thing that has been so fantastic about working at ACAN is that you know the work that you're doing is changing people's lives for the better. Yeah. Yep. And and that's something that I I feel you know very proud about. So so tell me about the new role, Chief Ad- Advocacy Officer. Now is is that a new role at Telstra? I mean, what what's drawn you to that? So they've had a customer advocate lead for a couple of years. Yep. Um, so it's a more senior role than they've had previously, I think, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Um, so it they've had a refresh of it. Of the, of the position, uh, and so basically, it's um, it's an opportunity to really shift my focus from um, from you know drive, driving pushing the industry to reform and change from the outside to actually doing it from the inside, gotcha. um, which is you know quite quite exciting given that Telstra is the biggest um, the, the you know the biggest tele, telecommunications company and or technology company however you want to describe them. Um, but it's also because it's 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 been um, positioned as an independent role internally that's um, supposed to advise the business about the fair treatment of customers. Got you. So from my perspective, it's it's really doing much of what I do now, but more focused specifically on Telstra's customers, of course. Of, of course, there are many, many of them, but obviously that's attractive to me because Telstra does provide more than ju- more than just you know a retail service provider it's also the universal service provider and um, and it provides a lot of support for vulnerable customers that many other providers don't do so I'm quite interested in how that um, can also all be done effectively yeah. um, and so you know I hope to be able to assist Telstra with the design of products and processes that will really Help customers have a better experience and and you know live up to the the, the goals that the um, business has set for itself in relation to responsible business. So you probably would have seen um, Andy Penn's speech not that long ago about responsible business practices. Yeah, very much. Um, and you know just how how do you put that into practice in reality? Um, and so I'll be all about you know bringing the customer voice um, internally to Telstra. And um, championing the interests of customers, particularly those with um, special needs or who are vulnerable or disadvantaged. Um, and, and I mean, some of the things obviously I'm looking forward to focusing on are, you know, financial hardship, yep. um, um, access for people with disabilities. 
And uh, uh, just yeah. to pick up on that, uh, in all of uh, your career, you've always uh, liked to set the tone and culture. Some of the stuff that you've uh, talked about there is that uh, I, I get the feeling that uh, that seems to be some of the plan for uh, what you're going to do at Telstra. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, I'll be building on the work they're already doing um, and, you know, the work that's been done in the past, but just obviously bringing what, you know, my own particular approach to it and, and hopefully they'll, you know, be be something in there that I can make a difference with, really. Indeed, indeed. So when do you start? Uh, not until the end of November, so okay. it's a while yet because obviously we're going to have a three-month transition at ACAN and then I'll take a break. Um, before I start a new chapter. Uh, I hope uh, I don't know if you're in lockdown or not, but uh, <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I have plenty of things that I'm happy to do. When, you know, I'm not sitting out on a Zoom call for a month. <laughs> exactly yeah. that. Exactly that. Yeah, I mean the thing is, you know, um, being CEO can be all encompassing, so um, it will be nice to just have a break and, and mm. have a fresh start. Absolutely. And uh, uh, have uh, uh, has ACAN got anyone in mind uh, as a potential successor at the moment? I'm guessing there's going to be a bit of an overlap, as you've pointed out. Yeah, so um, because of COVID, the board have decided that they want to wait a little bit while they work out the next steps with recruitment. There will be – and um, they will go out to market for um, recruitment, um, probably not till later this year. Um, in the meantime, so – in the interim between me and the next CEO, yeah. um, my deputy, Andrew Williams, will be stepping in. Okay. And he's, he's um, really willing and able to, to, do, to do that. So there'll be a smooth transition. Moving on. Now, there was a big announcement this week from Optus called Subhub, a platform to facilitate the purchase and management of subscription services. We caught up with CEO Kelly Bayer-Rosmarin to find out all about it. Okay, well, let's get into it. Um, first of all, um, can you give me the pitch for what Subhub is all about and why it's of benefit for Optus customers? Um, yeah, sure. So um, Subhub is really about um, us being a customer champion and listening to what customers want in this day and age. Um, and what we've observed is that a lot of customers now are managing multiple subscriptions. They have multiple subscriptions for entertainment. They have music streaming. They have gaming services, fitness subscriptions, even for things like education, learning new languages or uh, getting master classes. There's a range of different options out there. And managing it is painful. Which credit card did you put it in? When is it expiring? How long have I had it? Who in the family has this one, that one, etc.? So um, customers really want to be able to simplify the management of their subscriptions, to have one hub where they can view all the subscriptions they're signed up to. Uh, they can manage it. They can see whether they're using those subscriptions or not. They can try new subscriptions um, based on recommendations about what they currently enjoy and what they may enjoy in the future. And even better than that, a place where they can save, where if you subscribe to multiple subscriptions, you get a discount and you might get some exclusive offers. And so we're delighted to bring all of that together and bring that to life in Subhub. Okay, so can you give us some examples of 
specific services I can get from day one on Subhub? Well, day one in terms of our launch, you can get Amazon Prime, you can get Calm, you can, of course, get Optus Sport and Optus Fitness, um, you can get Kindle Unlimited, and then we have a whole bunch of partners who will be added to the platform coming soon, uh, partners like Netflix, Paramount+, Plus, um, et cetera. Inkle, who does subscription news, um, they're on the platform from day one. So, so there's really... Um, it's just the beginning and there's no limit to how many partners we want to put on the platform. Okay. There's quite a a video orientation to a lot of the initial partners on the service. Will that expand into other areas in the future? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think you've got to launch with some group and then, and then build from there. And, and so uh, I think we've tried to sort of demonstrate some breadth with Inkle on the news front, with Fit on the fitness front. So um, the idea is that it's a hub for all subscriptions, not just one dimension. Okay, so from a customer point of view, I can subscribe to all these services and it all comes to me on one bill. Is that the idea? Yeah, one bill. And you've got one app where you can check your subscriptions, what state they're in, which ones you've been using, what new subscriptions are out there for you to access if you're looking for something different. Okay, so what's very interesting about this um, for me is that this seems to be a very, very serious challenge to the idea that OTTs have it all their own way, capture all the value from telecommunication networks and the telcos are just running commodity bandwidth services. In a sense, what this is, is is Optus becoming a gatekeeper for access to those OTT services, um, which is with a benefit to Optus's top line. Is that a fair description of what you're doing? Um, I, I, I don't think it, I would see it quite as a gatekeeper. I think that's the sort of part of the description that I don't think is right. So is this something truly innovative that says, hang on a second, is all the value, should all the value accrue to OTT providers? Or is there a role as the ones who have the customers and provide this that we can play uh, in bringing together content providers and subscription providers and our customer base? And absolutely, there is a role we can play, but not as a gatekeeper, much more as an enabler. Um, We have the scale and breadth and customers, and we can introduce them to new subscription services. Uh, We can tailor recommendations based on our knowledge of of what they're using and enjoying and do that across platforms. And we think that that will actually lead to an uplift in take-up of various subscription options that many customers may not actually be aware of right now. And as more and more Um, uh, as there's more proliferation of subscription services, how does a customer know what's out there and that they're accessing all the things that they need and the best of what they need? So I see us much more as an enabler and bringing together our customers with the very best of what this uh, field has to offer. And I think it's great that we've seeded this new business, this new service that does create uh, an additional and unique revenue stream for Optus shareholders. Okay, and I guess the other... um... The, the, the other uh, area that you're, you're going up against is that of the App Store. And, of course, App Stores are the domain of companies like Google and Apple on one hand and the handset manufacturers like Samsung and so on on the other. Do, do, you, see, do you see App Stores as being a, a sort of form of competition for what you're doing? Uh, no, not at all. I think um, the App Store lets you sort of buy whatever apps you want um, or download whatever apps you want, and customers will still do that. 
but what we're doing here is really simplifying the management of all your subscriptions by putting them in one place, uniting it on a single bill, offering customers discounts and exclusive offers that they can't get anywhere else by leveraging our scale and relationships and the breadth of what we can bring to the table and also creating a platform where there's real chances of great discovery of new content, which is a huge win for all these OTT players because they'll get much more um, visibility on a range of customers that they currently don't access. So we really see it as a a win-win-win. It's a win for our customers. It's a win for our content partners. And it's a win for Optus and our shareholders. Okay. And how does this all fit into the Living Networks concept that you introduced earlier this year? Um, And, of course, we've we've seen some fantastic new services from that, such as the the Instant Call Translate service and so on. How does this all fit into that? I think all of it is part of our committed uh, strategy and vision to become Australia's most loved everyday brand with lasting customer relationships. We are behaving as a true customer champion, champion, listening to what customers want and providing them with unique connections and unique connectivity options. The Living Network is very unique. It's putting the power into the hands of our customers to really utilize the network in a way that works best for them. And there's a range of Living Network features that are are, are groundbreaking. And this is just another another example of us uh, being able to put customers first and give them a unique solution that doesn't exist uh, in the market to date. It gives them the control and the power to manage all their subscription services. So I think it's it's absolutely in line with our strategy and complementary to the fantastic, unique living network that we're building. Okay. Now, finally, I just wanted to reference um, the quarterly results that were put out by Singtel um, a few days back and uh, some very strong results on the Optus mobile side. And it, it looks like um, the beginnings of a big comeback. Am, am I on the money there? Well, I think we certainly have been building some fantastic momentum. I'm really proud of the team. Really happy to see customers uh, responding so well to our 5G speed leadership, to our great living network features, to our very, very good customer service, our big investment in network coverage. So really great to see customers responding to that so positively uh, and, and to have that momentum. Okay, terrific. Well, thank you very much for joining us. A pleasure. Now, moving on, Focus this week announced a $100 million fibre cable. The Darwin-Jakarta-Singapore cable is essentially being built as a new link between the existing Australia-Singapore cable in the Indian Ocean and the Northwest Cable System that connects Port Hedland to Darwin. This enables a direct link between Darwin and Singapore that bypasses Perth. But in Port Hedland, the cable will also link up with the Project Horizon terrestrial link that goes down to Perth, so basically a bunch of new routes. At the same time, there's going to be massive upgrades to 200 gig level on the existing links between Darwin, Adelaide and Brisbane. I caught up with CEO... Kevin Russell. It's been part of a plan. If you, if you go back to our strategy days, our early, early strategy days when I took over in 2018 into early 19, it's always been part of our plans to complete that missing link. I think it was in our, in our strategy day in, in the first half of 2019. 
and, and my view has always been just filling in that small gap creates a completely a significant and complete diverse route through the top of Australia through Darwin and potentially down to down to Sydney so it, the, the focus story has always been we've got great network assets but with a bit of incremental investment they can be significantly more valuable and we can open up significantly better markets that, that's always been the frustration and the opportunity uh, so you you build you make a small build across uh, Port Hedland to ASC and suddenly you've opened up Darwin suddenly you've opened up Pilbara suddenly you've provided uh, redundancy and diversity on that west coast and, and we know that's incredibly topical just now because of ASC yes. uh, it, it's, it just opens up a series of additional opportunities by just a marginal marginal completion yeah so only a, a thousand kilometers and a hundred million dollars I mean this is a bargain really isn't it in terms of what it brings to focus yes absolutely in, t- in terms of the value the value it brings onto ASC, Northwest Cable, the rest of, of Focus Infrastructure. It, it's one of those perfect uh, what's a, uh, exponential benefit exponential benefits. So it's, it's, it's I mean it's 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 not a it's an obvious investment Graham. It's just one of those ones that I think uh, being being pri- being private it is easier to make those investments because you know it's, it's going to make two years, two years build. It will then the benefits of it will will play out over a kind of four or five year time frame. Uh, and and I think we're moving into that phase where yes, we built ASC 2018, but making those making those next strategic investments has always been hard when the company is one public and two in a turnaround phase. Yeah. So when you get to a place where the public, the company is now stabilised, now moving forward, and it's got the better flexibility of long-term planning in a private environment, those investments become very clear and very obvious. And uh, is it fair to say that focus generally, not just with this, can act a lot more tactically now? Now that you're effectively a private company, I would say we can act a lot more strategically. Yeah. And a lot more tactically. Yeah. So, it, it, and, and I know that sounds quite counterintuitive, but what I mean is we can absolutely take four or five year views, and, and that is, in my view, a competitive differentiator against uh, Telstra, Optus, and TPG. You know, I think that our longer term horizon is is an asset, but also we can we can take short term decisions that may impact profitability. What you've got is flexibility. You've got tactical flexibility, strategic flexibility. Yeah. Now, I, I just wanted to talk about timeframes. You talk about um, mid twenty three. Yeah, it's a pretty. That's pretty tight. You know, that's under two years. What's the process now to get this cable underway? Are you at RFP stage yet with vendors? Where, where are you at? I, I, would, I would. I would expect us to be uh, comfortably within that timeframe. Yeah. I, I, that's a. Might be a conservative time frame. We've been working on this. We've been negotiating with uh, vendors and vessels for 18 months now. Okay. Pre-COVID, we were negotiating. So yeah. uh, contracts uh, have been signed, and we'll disclose those at the right time. But contracts have been signed. Vessels have been booked. You know, we're now into that design phase of the cable. Hmm. 
and then we'll have we've got our, our manufacturing slots identified, our vessel slots identified. So we are, you know, what we're very well progressed in terms of commitments and plans. Can you, can you tell me about Project Horizon? Obviously, that's been announced before, but how, that how does that fit into this in terms of the the um, the market proposition of the new cable? Yeah. So again, we, we've always had a view that there is a a need for competition and diversity in the Pilbara. There's an opportunity there. Given if we given we've got a you know, a landing station in, in Port Hedland and fibre up to Geraldton, we've always had a view that there's a missing piece. And there's an element of market opportunity in the mining industry, but also just redundancy and diversity, diverse routes routes. So there's always been a we've always had a view that, that again that part of the network is incomplete and it, it's quite obvious again when you look at it now what we absolutely have increasingly learned that yes there's there's a desire for diversity yes there's a desire for greater competition yes there's benefits of redundancy but the big market opportunity in the Pilbara is low latency connectivity to Asia from mine sites in the Pilbara that's the opportunity that we are excited about and that's where Horizon and the, the new cable build across from Port Hedland to ASC fit in perfectly. Yeah. So we're now in a very strategic and advantageous position to be able to go into uh, those key mine sites you know, in a couple of years' time and offer both fiber connectivity and diversity, but also low latency connectivity to key data centers up in Asia. So I think the proposition is, is richer and deeper than we envisaged uh, 18 months ago, and we're working that through uh, with our appropriate customers and partners. Yeah. As we've worked with the, the Northern Territory government over the last two years, yeah. there have been a couple of fundamental pieces of the puzzle. Okay. One has been the expansion of capacity across capital cities into Darwin. So this 400 gigs up to 20 terabytes of capacity, that upgrade on the Adelaide, Darwin, Brisbane route, that, that increase in capacity has been a piece of it. Yes. But we've also been very open and very transparent with the, the NT government of our plans to build across from Port Hedland to the ASC and provide that connectivity from Darwin directly up into Asia. That's it for Comms Day Live this week. See you next week.